This broadcast is part of the IC Robots Radio Network. Visit icrobots.com for this and many other nerd slash nostalgia related podcasts. You won't be sorry for long. Welcome to the Toys R Us report, recorded live from inside the Pooptronic Cellular Undersea Base 0001, 6.5 miles below the ocean surface. His style is deadly psychopath schizophrenic. He'll make a rapper choke like a carburetor, freeze up and panic. He's your host, Icy Robots. If you're looking for me, you better check under the sea. It is your dude, I see robots, and I am not a hero, but I do sacrifice a bit of my week each and every week to make your week a bit less weak. And this week, this week, I think it's going to get a lot less weak. We're going to, we're going to take a look at a couple movies I saw. We're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about that. Oh, I, I have some giant news that we're going to get to in a sec. But first, I got a new one from our dude, DJ Iceberg. All right, hold it now. Hit it. Like a lemon to a lime, a lime to a lemon. Attention, those implanted with a hernia surgical mesh. You are not alone. Have you experienced infection, chronic pain, mesh failure? You are not alone. Attention, those implanted with a hernia surgical mesh. You may be eligible to receive a cash award and compensation for your pain and suffering and medical expenses. You are not alone. Don't delay. Call the Rely On Group today. Don't delay. Call the Rely On Group today. You are listening to the Toys R Us Report. We're useless, but not for long. The future is coming on. All right, it is me, and we are back. Big shout out to DJ Iceberg. Big shout out to MC Kate, making the mic disintegrate worldwide. You know what the weirdest thing about all that was? I I actually had it. I had it queued up for the first time in nearly, what, like 200 episodes. I had the song all ready to go. Isn't that wild? I can't, I can't believe it myself. I, I always forget, but um, this time, you know, man... The, uh, the good old brain pan was working overtime, so I, I got it done at, at any rate, uh, I, I've been away for a week, as you know, the kid 2.0 had graduated, and that was, that was fantastic and everything, but, um, when I, when I got back down, when I got back down here, I'm still so used to saying when I got back up there, but, um, it's actually down here, it's, it's still, it's still a weird adjustment being under here. I'm so, I'm so used to looking out the window and seeing the stars, as opposed to looking out the window and seeing, seeing starfish. But um, anyway, I, I was down here and I, you know, went to the old um, you know, voicemail 
deal to see if anybody had anybody had reached out to us. Nobody had, which was sad. But um, at any rate, I I did get a message, and I want to play it for you guys right now. Let me um let me do that. Hold on, right quick. Hello, no one is available to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone. My name is Angus. Matchy and I am a lawyer representing Toys R Us Scotland. At this time we wish for you to stop using our name for the title of your podcast. We don't want any trouble with you laddie but they feel like this is a matter that must be dealt with quickly. Please call me back at... As soon as you get this message. This is quite serious. Okay, bye now. Uh, did that guy say his name was Anus? I think he said Angus. I don't mean to make fun of people from, um, from different lands, but, uh, I, I have to admit, I had expected that this day to come. I, I honestly expected that I would get a cease and desist as soon as I started the show, and I was surprised that I never did, so I just kinda, I just kinda kept on keeping on, but, um, it, uh, it seems like these, these kids over at, at Toys R Us Scotland are... Like, they're playing for keeps, man. I I don't, um, I don't know what to, uh, honestly, I'm going to call him back, but I, I don't know what to do about this. I, I am not in the, uh, I'm not in the place where I could afford to, to have, like, a, like, a protracted legal battle with, with Toys R Us Scotland. Like, sure, I'm super rich, but I also, I also know that these... I'm not super rich. I know that these Toys R Us Scotland guys probably... They probably got stacks and stacks of, uh... I don't even know what is... What is the monetary deal of, uh, Scotland? What do they use? Pounds? I imagine that these Toys R Us Scotland guys got, like, pounds and pounds of pounds. Sure. I got stacks upon stacks. I'm just kidding. I have no stacks. Why... Why do I keep saying that? I... I don't know. I guess... This whole thing has me pretty shook up. I've never, I've never been sued. I've never been sued before. I've never sued anybody. As far as, as far as I wanted, I will never go to court. I, I don't even like it when I get jury duty, dude. I don't, I don't want to take any part in any of this. But, um, man, I don't, I don't know where this is going to go. Sorry, I'm, sorry I'm kind of stammering through this but it's it's got me shook dude it's like that song by mob deep i'm a i'm a shook one at this point i i could lose everything what if they come after the migos what if they come after the joes what if they come after my comic collection they could they could get my first appearance of the son of satan they could get the first appearance of brother voodoo all these things are all these things are very important to me i I don't know. I've also, I've had like a really, really trying period. I, I hate to talk about my cats on the show because I don't want to give the, I don't want to give the impression that I'm a cat dude, but, um, I recently, the beast brother orange boy got super duper sick. He's, he's sickly like the beast and I, I don't know. I, I love him. I think he's great. He's a nice, he's a nice little orange boy. And one day we woke up and he had, he had the poops and they were like, they were really, really taking it out of him. We, we ended up having to take him to the vet. I didn't want to. The vet, the vet can really, um, dig into your stacks, you know. Um, at first, at first I reached out to a, a Twitter pal 
for some advice. That I don't want to give his name out because I don't want you guys reaching out and pestering him for free advice like I was doing. But um, he was he was nice enough to steer me steer me to the vet. It was it was definitely the right thing to do, and I appreciate his I appreciate his help from the bottom of um my heart. Dude didn't go to medical school, so he could so he could uh give out free advice, but I definitely, definitely do appreciate that, but um, we ended up having to take Orange Boy in, they gave him an IV, they gave him antibiotics, he had like, he had like a fever of like 25,000 degrees, he was burning up, he's fine now, don't worry, but it was, it was, uh, it was really taxing, I hated to see the, uh, the little guy in that, in that shape, you know, I, um, I really do, uh, I really do care about him, he's a, uh, he's a sweetie pie, and then, you know, the next day, I get this message, and, like, I, I don't know, man, it's a very trying time, but, um, you know, there's always, there's always light at the end of the tunnel, there's always, there's always tomorrow, dude, you don't know what tomorrow's gonna bring, it could be amazing, and it will. I like to, I like to try to stay positive, you know, there's no, there's no value in, like, trying to, uh, see the worst of everything, you gotta, you gotta prepare, you know, I'm gonna... I'm gonna go to work getting my my legal defense ready, but uh, I when when I'm talking legal defense, I don't know if I have a lot of ground to stand on. I probably shouldn't even be saying that on the show. They'll be using this against me, but um, I don't own Toys R Us. I really don't have I really don't have any right to the name, and if they don't want me to use it, I can't use it. But uh, I just hope they don't. I hope they don't come after the Earth base. I hope they don't force my family into slavery. I hope they don't try to uh strap a chariot on the back of Orange Boy and make him pull uh, Jeffrey the Giraffe around. I I don't know. If anybody out there is a lawyer and you want to give me some free legal advice about what I what I should do to prepare myself, I would definitely appreciate it. But um, until then, let's, uh, let's get into At The Movies, I suppose. In a moment, At The Movies without Ebert, Cisco, or even that dude Roper, but you've got icy robots, so that's something, right? spectacular journey unlike anything you've ever seen it's never gonna last let's just enjoy it while we can rocket man rated r feeders may 31st all right we are back for the first of two movies that i am gonna review it's a double movie week which is always great we're heading into uh we're in summer we're in summer now and that's when that's when all the really the really fun flicks come out. And the first of the fun flicks that I saw this week is a flick that goes by the name of Rocket Man. It is a biopic of the great Elton John. We all love Elton John. Dude's a dude's a planetary treasure. One of the greatest recording artists of all of the times. The movie stars it stars Taron Edgerton, who you might know from Kingsman. You might know him from Eddie the Eagle. He plays the uh he plays the main character, Sir Elton John. Joining him in the cast is Jamie Bell, who you might know from Billy Elliot. He was uh, the voice of the Thing in the uh, Miles Teller version of the Fantastic Four. Dude's a dude's a really good actor who I don't feel gets 
gets his due. He plays Elton John's songwriting partner. We we saw this movie on a Sunday afternoon. A nice nice day out. We went to the flea. Then we went to the uh, cinema to catch a catch a movie. There were there were like a bazillion people here. The movie was just about sold out. Very very popular movie this week. There were like a million people with uh Elton John shirt in the audience. I thought that I thought that was interesting. You don't often see that. Well, I take that back. When you go see like a Marvel movie, there's always like people wearing Marvel gear. I I take that back. I was just like I was a bit surprised. There were just like so many people in the audience rocking their Elton John concert uh t-shirts. There was one guy who I do have to admit I thought he was a bit of a dork during during the movie, they naturally play a lot of different Elton John songs. And just about every time they did, Homie would, like, hold his arm up with his uh, with his lighter. Like he was at a uh, concert. And he was like, woo! Elton John! I'm like, come on, dude. It's a movie. You know, he can't, he can't hear you. But, uh, who am I to judge somebody else for enjoying something in whatever... In whatever way they happen to enjoy something. I'm glad he had a good time. I don't know. I I liked this movie. It is going to naturally draw comparisons to Bohemian Rhapsody, which was which was the last big um big music biopic that came out. And to me, one of the main well, this is obvious. This isn't just to me. This is just this is the truth. The big difference in the two movies is that Taron Edgerton sang all the songs, and Mr. Robot, who won the Oscar for Bohemian Rhapsody, did not sing any of the songs. Our dude, Taron, has a really, he has a really good voice. He doesn't sound a lot like Elton John, but he can, uh, definitely carry things on the musical side of, a uh, of the equation. The movie is, it's not a straight-up musical. I would say it's, like, 30% musical. They... They go through the acting, they do the stuff, they do the scenes, and then all of a sudden, somebody will break into song. I I liked that. I enjoy a musical a lot, but sometimes they do get tiring. So it was it was neat that it wasn't like 100% musical, like a like Les Mis or whatever. But it was it was definitely neat to um to see the songs. The movie. The movie is largely just like a straight up music biopic. You see. You see young Elton, you see his troubles, you see him, uh, having issues with his sexuality, you see him getting into drugs, you see him, you see him rise again and become a, become like a phoenix. I did definitely enjoy this. It's a, it's a fun movie. I felt like it maybe played a little bit too long, but Elton, Elton's had like an amazing life, an amazing career. So how are you going to like, how are you going to get all of that into like an hour and a half? You know, you need... You need, like, the, uh, two-hour runtime. What else? I, I liked some of the side performances in this. Bryce Dallas Howard plays Elton John's mom. Man, she is terrific at playing a mean person. This, this sort of, well, not sort of, it was. This was told from Elton John's perspective. The movie begins with him checking into a rehab facility, and he starts... He starts telling his life story to the other people there. And you have to kind of take into consideration, this is his story from his point of view. So everybody that he bumps into up until a certain point is mean to him. His mom's mean to him. 
Bryce Dallas is amazing at being a mean, nasty mom. She's mean to him. His dad is uncaring. His managers are mean. Just everybody's mean, but he somehow manages to persevere through and become Sir Elton John, the biggest musical star of like all of time and space. I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. It was it was a nice movie, like a nice like a nice afternoon movie. You know, there's not a lot of like you don't get to think a lot. You can just sit there, enjoy the music, have a nice time, enjoy the performances. I would recommend this to anybody who has any interest in Elton John, which is probably like anybody in the world. Everybody likes Elton John. Everybody has their favorite Elton John song. What's mine, you ask? Maybe, maybe Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. Maybe Daniel. I like Daniel a lot. I like Rocket Man, of course. Everybody, everybody likes that one. Let's see what, uh, let's see what they got to say about this over on good old Rotten Rotten Tomatoes. The movie is presently at 91% with the uh, with the critics, 88% with the peeps. That is you and me. It plays for one minute over two hours. It's 121 minutes. There's some language, some drug use, some sexual content. It's rated R. It stars Taron Edgerton, J.B. Bell, Richard Madden, who you might know as Rob Stark, Bryce Dallas Howard. I don't know, man. This is just like a straight-up musical biopic. If you've ever seen one in your life, this is exactly what it is. But like I said, if you have interest in Elton John, I cannot recommend it highly enough. So, on the good old-fashioned Source Magazine mic meter, with one being a dud and five being an all-time classic, I'm going to go ahead and give Rocket Man a solid 3.5 mic. 3.5 mic. these things are there? They're everywhere. Why is it comforting? We need a giant monster on our side. My God. Zilla. Oh, yeah, sure. Let's bring him in for a beer. Godzilla. Rated PG-13. All right. We are back for the second the second of the reviews in this, uh, what is turning out to be an At The Movies, At The Movies special? I gotta admit, man, I really do like the At The Movies segment. Movies, movies are my thing. If you haven't, if you haven't realized by now, like how, like how Gino Vega likes wrestling, I like movies, I guess. Uh, let's see, what is, what is up? Oh yeah, Godzilla, King of Monsters. I saw this on a Monday morning, there were like five or six people in the auditorium, Amongst them was a small baby who who kept asking questions out loud, but I got to admit, the baby had, like, a good sense of humor. She seemed to be acting these really, really funny questions, so I didn't, I didn't mind so much. I, I am not the biggest Godzilla dude of all the dudes that are out there. I've never seen any of the, uh, any of the Toho monster flicks, the old ones where the dude would wear, like, a rubber suit and stuff. I've seen parts of them. I may have seen, like, most of some of them, but I I saw whatever I saw in, like, no order. So, none of it makes any sense. I don't really know any Godzilla lore. I have seen, like, I've seen, like, every Godzilla movie since the Matthew Broderick one, like, back in the, uh, back in the day, but I, 
I don't know, man. I'm not, like, a big Godzilla enthusiast. But this movie looked fun. I enjoyed King Kong. I enjoyed the last Godzilla movie. So I'm like, I'll definitely go check this out. I I know what it's going to be. It's going to be Godzilla fighting monster after monster after monster. Or maybe, like, monsters fighting each other. Maybe, like, a monster fighting tournament. Like the, uh, like the Mego fighting championships. I didn't... I didn't know which it would be, but I knew that it would be one of those, and I also suspected it would lead somehow into a uh, Godzilla versus King Kong, which I think is the next, the next on the slate for this. Let's see. The movie stars Kyle Chandler, who you may know as Coach from uh, Friday Night Lights, the TV show. Ken Watanabe is in it, of course. Uh, what's this guy's name? Tom Middleditch from uh. From what is the name of that show that is on HBO that he is in? The one where they, the one where they got the app, where they got the Pied Piper app. Homeboy is, Homeboy is in that show. He's, you know, he's doing his Tom Middleditch thing. You know, you know how he does. Mira Farmiga is in it. The delightful, the delightful Sally Hawkins is in it. Millie Bobby Brown is in it as well from, uh, from Stranger Things. I don't, I don't like to talk down on people. That's not why. That isn't why we're here, but she's not like, she's not like my favorite. I know some people are like really enthused by her and they're really enthused by Stranger Things, but I don't know, man. I don't, I don't see the appeal that much. I, I think it could be that like the first time I saw her, she was bald, you know, in Stranger Things. And now when I see her, it looks like she's wearing a wig. <laughs> if that makes, if that makes sense. Any, at any rate, the movie was star studded. It was jam packed. There were like... There was, like, a good, solid player at every position, you know? No, no, like, A-list movie stars, but, like, solid. Solid at every, um, position. Ice Cube Jr. was in it, too. I'm, I'm liking that dude lately. I, I gotta admit, I didn't like this movie all that much. It wasn't, it wasn't like my cup of tea. That, that answers your, uh, that answers your question. I got a text message from Patron Gabe the other day, and he asked me how, uh, how I liked Godzilla King of Monsters. He liked it a lot. I can definitely see why you would why you would like it. If you're a Godzilla guy, this is gonna have everything that you would ever want. All the monsters, all the fighting, all the battling, everything you'd ever want in a Godzilla. But I I don't know. Not being like the world's biggest Godzilla enthusiast, it didn't do it for me in the way that I that I thought it would. It's also it's also very dark. A lot of the movie is super dark and it was hard for me to make out some of the uh some of the details in the way I would have wanted to. These kind of, these kind of like CGI type movies, they frequently keep it really dark. I think you gotta, because it kind of, it kind of hides the details. You know, an animated Godzilla looks a lot better in the dark than he does in the day fully exposed. Much like Batman, much like Batman does. You know, when you see, uh, when you see Christian Bale in the light at the end of Dark Knight Rises fighting Bane, he does, he does look a bit goofy. He does look like somebody that you would see at Comic-Con or you would see at Disneyland. So they don't want to, they don't want to expose Godzilla in that way. Let me, let me give you like a once over of the plot really quick. It's not, it's not super complicated. The, the monsters want to kill everybody. The Godzilla guy wants to uh, stop them from doing so. That's basically, that's basically it. There's more to it. Tywin Lannister is also in it and he's, he's kind of behind a lot of the, uh, a lot of the villainy and stuff. I don't know, like, a ton about the Godzilla monsters. I know some of them. I know, I know, like, the turtle that spins around. He's one of the, one of the favorites of mine. He doesn't make an appearance in this movie. I was a bit bummed. I think overall, my favorite is Mothra. I like the idea how she's a moth. I mean, I don't, 
I don't know a lot about the offensive potential of a moth, so I appreciate her I appreciate her jumping in there and being a monster. I mean, a moth would kill me. A giant moth. She has like you know, she has like pokey arms. She could definitely stab me with one of those, but when you come to like when you come to fighting like a robotic three headed uh kaiju, I don't know, man. I think that I think you might be in for some trouble, but I I do appreciate the effort from Mothra. Who else is there? There's that uh, Mechagodzilla. There's like a Rodan. I don't even know which one Rodan is. <laughs> Honestly, I I just don't know like a ton about this stuff. I think Godzilla looks really cool. I used to have the Shogun Warrior Godzilla with the with the flying fist. I've seen a few of those at the flea market over the years. You can always find the Godzilla. You can never find the fist. I've only seen maybe one Godzilla with a fist, but I... I see the Godzilla's without all the time. I've also never seen a fist. I've never been, like, going through, like, a rando box of toys and just, like, bumped into a Godzilla fist. I've never been at the thrift store seeing a Godzilla fist. I wonder... I wonder why that is. One of the overlooked features of that Godzilla is, like, his fire tongue. Godzilla used to breathe fire. Now he has, a uh, Now he has laser breath. I wonder how that laser breath comes out. Like, what's he look like inside? What's the body part that generates the laser breath? And imagine, imagine how strong his innards have to be so that, like, a blast of laser breath can, like, travel through his body and out his mouth. Wild. That's wild stuff. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you one of the things that I did not enjoy about the movie so much. And it is not, it's not a spoiler. But it does kind of get into spoilery territory. If... If you think the fact that there's a big battle at the end of the movie is a spoiler. I feel like we all know that that's where something like this is going to lead. But I, I'm giving you the chance to jump out. Jump out like two minutes and come back. Let's see, I'm going to give it kind of three. One, two, three. All right, here we go. During the final fight, what happens like is that, um, I'm not going to give away a lot of details. I'm just going to like, I'm going to gloss over it. Godzilla keeps getting beat down. He keeps getting beat. And people come and they aid him. And he comes back. And when when I see that, it kind of makes me feel as if Godzilla is a weak baby face. He would lose the fight if not for the aid. Like, the other guy is way more powerful than Godzilla. And the only way that he has any chance is if he gets help. I, I don't think that's how you get, like, a baby face over. Because then, if that baby face wins in the end... You kind of know the other guy was, in fact, tougher. You know, you got to have the baby face, like, getting beat down, beat down, beat down. Finds the courage, comebacks, and wins. Or, like, uses the right technique, wins the fight. For example, that would be, like, a Daniel-san. Imagine if, like, during the fight with Cobra Kai, Daniel-san was, like, getting beat. And he's knocked out. And Mr. Miyagi comes in and helps him for a minute. And then, you know, Daniel-san recovers. And then Daniel-san's getting beat down again. And uh, Allie, like, interferes in the fight. Like, she grabs Johnny's feet and pulls him to the ground. That's sort of that's sort of what happens here. And it kind of it kind of takes away from Godzilla's victory. I don't even feel like that's a spoiler. Because you know Godzilla's going to win. Because, you know, he's booked to fight King Kong in the, uh, in the next movie. That's just me. That's how I felt. And I think that, like, from a storytelling aspect, I may have been overanalyzing the... Uh, the final fight between Godzilla and uh, Monster Zero. I don't even know what his name is. Rodan. I don't know. I, I did think that this was fun, though. If you want to go see a Godzilla movie, you want to see a lot of monster fights, you want to see a bunch of crazy stuff, this is this is for sure 
a quality film in that regard. So with all that said, I'm the good old-fashioned Taurus Magazine Mike Meter with one being a dud and five being an all-time classic. I'm going to give Godzilla King of Monsters three, three mics. Three mics. Alright, this is me, I see robots, I saw a bunch of other movies, let's, let's try to get through these as fast as we can possibly, let me see, I got, I got a list right here, these are in no particular order, I saw a documentary called Hail Satan, which was about the uh, Church of Satan trying to get a, uh, getting a satanic statue up there next to the Ten Commandments, I liked it a lot, I thought it was a lot of fun, highly recommended, I saw a movie called The Vanishing, which was, it was basically Jerry Butler in a lighthouse, with the movie Simple Plan thrown in. I like that a lot. Three mics. Oh yeah, Hail Satan. 3.5 mics. I saw a movie called The Long Shot, which was uh, Seth Rogen falling in love with the uh, Secretary of State, Charlize Theron. I thought it was alright. I gave it three mics. I saw a movie called uh, Serenity. We rented this on DVD. It is like, it's like a uh, kind of an adult thriller. You know, kind of the movie they don't make so much anymore. But I, I thought this was really neat. Anne Hathaway tries to hire Matthew McConaughey to murder her husband. It goes, it goes in this direction. You will not believe. You will not see it coming. It's a lot of fun. Don't look up anything about it. Just, just go see it when you get the chance. I saw another movie called Booksmart. I loved this movie. It was the best comedy I saw so far. It starred Seth Rogen's sister and some, some redheaded gal who, who is kind of neat. This movie is so funny. It's about two gals on their last day of high school who, uh, they want to go find a party, they want to show people they can party hard, it is hilarious, it was directed by Olivia Wilde, she has an amazing eye, she is almost like, she's like Sofia Coppola, some of these shots she gets of the gals are amazing, that is highly, highly, highly recommended, I gave it four mics, I, I think that's about it, we're all cut up, end of lightning round. It's time, the final segment, the Icy Robots Radio Pop Culture slash Toy News slash Other Boring Stuff Informational Moment. Alright, we are back for what is the final seg of the show. Let's start off with, uh, let's start off with something fun. We picked up a new patron a while back. This is, this is a Facebook, uh, pal of mine. He goes by the name of Charles Potomac. He... He does a podcast called The uh, Last Hometown. It's like, it's like post-apocalyptic stuff. Homeboy is crazily into this, like, post-apocalyptic stuff. I, I know it's been a while since he's put out an episode, and I want to send uh, some shouts of encouragement to dude. It's rough getting a show done. 
I know that. Sometimes it's like, sometimes it's like honestly a struggle. The best way to do it, just, just chip away at it. Do like a little bit at a time. Do a bit here, do a bit there. That way it doesn't seem as daunting. If you sit down and like think you're going to record the whole thing at once, it's really, really really daunting. Put yourself in a schedule too. That works for me. I have uh, set times where I do the show and so far so good. I've been pretty decent about getting them out. I hope I hope that this helps. I want more episodes. I want to hear this stuff. I dig stuff. I I want everybody to be able to create at their top potential. So my dude, Charles Potomac on the tweets, I I give you all the support in the world, man. I give you all the support. If you ever need any advice, if you ever need any help, Feel free to reach out, man. I'm here. If anybody else, if you need help getting a show off the ground, if you need help with anything, hit me up, man. I'll I'll help you in any way that I can. I really appreciate the Patreon support, my dude. If if you want to be like him and you want to be a good human being, hop on over to supportthereport.com for as little as a dollar a month. You can get down with the POS, the patron-only show. It is a work of art. Mwah, mwah. It is so sweet. You want to, you want that in your life. We have a new RSS feed. So you just copy that right into your podcatcher. And it's like, it's right there for you. You don't got to go to a, you don't got to go to Patreon at all. Except to sign up, which is, which is nice. You know, I like having all my podcast in one place. I don't want to have like some here, some there. So this is like an easy peasy deal. Support thereport.com. Be like my man Charles. Be a good human being and good things will happen to you. Here is uh here's another way that our dude uh Charles was a uh, was a good bro. He reached out to me on Twitter and he let me know that the movie The Rover that I reviewed a few weeks ago, I went over to Joe Video and I got it. It's a Rob Pattison flick, post-apocalyptic deal. He he let me know that it's on Netflix. So if you guys have Netflix and you want to check that out, do it. It's it's pretty good, man. Speaking of, speaking of Rob Pattison, it is now official. He is Batman. It's a deal. It's signed. It's, it's, a, uh, it's laid in stone. He will now and forever be known as Rob Pattison. I, I for one think that this is going to be good. What I've heard so far is that, uh, Matt Reeves, the director, is saying that they're going to, like, they're going to skip the entire, like, intro to his life, which is, which is awesome, and the movie's going to focus on how how he became the Dark Knight detective. How he got these, how he got these amazing detective skills. I think that's cool, man. I, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be fun. I, I like to imagine things are going to be great. I very seldom look at something and go, well, that's going to be awful. I imagine it's going to be great. And then when it comes out, I'm like, it was great, just like I thought. And I'm happy. That's how, that's how you go and uh, that's how you do things. I was, I was talking on uh, the tweets. This was like a few weeks ago, by now, with my dude Engineer Nerd, at Engineer Nerd on the tweets. And he was like, who would you imagine as the American James Bond? And whoever you think that would be a good Batman. And I'm not like a James Bond guy. I've only ever seen like one or two of these movies. So I don't know. But I I started thinking about what is, to me, the defining trait of Batman. And I kind of, I kind of think the trait is anger. I think it's rage. Back in the day, when you had, like, Neil Adams and Batman used to wear, like, blue and gray. And when when Adam West had the mantle, he was more about, like, he was more about being, like, the supreme human being. He was, like, good at everything. And he used these abilities to to fight crime. But now, 
Now it's almost like rage, like anger is the defining trait. Like he wants to go out and beat the heck out of guys for vengeance, you know, less about, less about like solving crimes and helping people, more about like beating up bad guys. I, I get it, man. He's upset. He's upset about his folks and stuff, but at some point you got to let it go. And I started, I started thinking, who is an actor who just kind of has like, he has rage behind their eyes. Like, you can see it. And then I was sitting and I was watching HBO. I was watching the Deadwood movie. I I love Deadwood, like many of you do. I think it's great. And I was I was watching it, and all of a sudden, like, Timothy Oliphant is there. And something made, his ang- made him angry. And you could see, you could see the anger in his eyes. He looked like a crazy person. And I started thinking, what about Timothy Oliphant as Batman? I'm not saying he's, like, the supreme choice or anything, but I could definitely see doing it. It feels like... It feels like this would be more like a TV Batman. Like if they did Batman on Fox or they did Batman on the CW. I could see Timothy Oliphant coming in. And dude, you know, you could clean him up. You could make him look dapper. He looks good as Seth Bullock. I don't know. Just something just something to chew about. I wouldn't see this as like a big screen thing because I don't think that he has like... He doesn't have the movie star chops, but he definitely has like... TV star chops. I don't know. That's just that's just something I was kind of uh, batting around. Wah, wah. <laughs> oh, you're too kind. I don't even know who that is laughing, and that was an awful joke. Let's get to the uh, second of the things that we want to talk about. This is this is a new thing. We're starting a new program. We're gonna call it the Summer of Fitness. All right, hit it. It's the summer of fitness, your time to shine. Let's go outside and exercise. We will walk and we will ride a bike. It's the summer of fitness. Believe it or not, I just made those lyrics up off the top of my head. I'm like George, John, Paul, Ringo, and uh, Mick Jagger. Like all all uh, put together into one. One human being. I'm a genius. But what we want to do... Here on the good old TRU RPT is I wanna I wanna promote some fitness, man. It is summer, it is nice out, and there is no better time than to go and try to work towards some non-weight loss goal. What I mean by that is, look, we could all lose a few pounds. I could lose a few pounds. Everybody out there can lose a few pounds, but that's not what we're gonna focus on. What we're gonna focus on are fitness goals. We we sometimes, like, struggle with the idea of, like, I need to lose weight, but it's so hard. But let's not focus on that. Let's just focus on trying to go out there and get some exercise. So what I want you guys to do is to, like, look at yourself. Look at yourself realistically and decide what your fitness level is. And I want you to make a vow to yourself that you are going to raise it. I ride my bike. I try to ride my bike three times a week. I'm by no means an athlete. I want you guys to know that. I am not an athlete. I'm just a guy who thinks it's fun to ride his bike. When I first started riding my bike, again, I could go so far. Now I can go much further. I can go much further than I ever thought I could when I started. I have gone up hills that I never, not ever, imagined I could go up. And every time I do it, I feel so good about myself. I feel so happy just for just for being able to do something I couldn't do previously. And I want all you guys, I want all you guys to have that feeling too. So next week... Next week when the show comes out, consider this. Consider maybe, like, go for a walk 
Why are you listening to the show? Just go out, walk around, walk around your block, walk around your block twice, walk around your block three times, do whatever. Whatever it is you feel like you can do, do it. And then the next time, do a bit more. Whatever it is that you do, in the name of, in the sake of the summer of fitness, tweet me. Hit me up and I will shout you out. I will encourage you here on the show. I want everybody, I want everybody by the time the summer is up, I want you to walk, I want you to walk further than you thought you could. I want you to jog further than you thought you could. If you can't do five push-ups now, I want you to do five push-ups by the end of the summer. Push-ups are hard. I could maybe do like 20 at the most. And that would be like, that would be like, my head's gonna pop off. I want you guys to know, I'm not asking you to do anything. That I myself am not doing. I am not an athlete. I am not a triathlete. I am not an Ironman. I am just a dude. I'm just a dude who decided one day I want to go get some more Pokestops. So I'm going to start riding my bike. Now I ride my bike three times a week. And I feel, I feel fitter than I have in a long time. When I went to the dentist, they took my blood pressure. And the, uh, the nurse was like, wow, that's really good. And the previous time I went to the doctor, the doctor took my blood pressure. And he's like... I don't know. Not so good. So I feel really, really awesome about that. I have improved my health just by going out and getting some more Pokestops. If you're, if you're uh, not a Poke player, consider becoming one. Even though you might not like Pokemon, you think it's a little silly, the game does get you out there and it gets you on the street just because you gotta find Pokestops, you gotta find Pokemon, you gotta do all these things. It's something, something worth considering. Look into yourself and think, what's it going to take for me to get more exercise? And do it. Look, right now, whatever you're doing, just do a little more. Then hit me up. At Icy Robots on the tweets. Hashtag Summer of Fitness. And I will shout you out. I will encourage you. I will let you know how proud of you I am. I'm proud of anybody who does something they didn't think they could do. Just do it, man. Just do it. Summer of Fitness 2019. Uh, another thing while... We're still on the summer fitness. Let's try to tighten up our diets. You know, I, I see a lot of um, Instagram posts, like Facebook posts. Let's try to let's try to cut down on our sugar. You know, that's that's important. You guys know I've been on a sugar embargo for a while. And as we get into like these, as we get into these hot months, you know, we all we all want a uh, ice cream and we want that kind of that kind of stuff. But let's uh let's try to keep it to a minimum. You know, let's. Let's make it feel like something we've earned as opposed to like something that we just, that we just have for kicks, you know, maybe like once a week, like as a treat. Let's, let's try to, uh, let's try to do that as well. Sugar embargo worldwide. What else do I have on my note card? Oh, this is, uh, this is something and you just indulge me for a minute. I was, um, I was in the, uh, garage up there on the, uh, earth base the other day, and I was, like, looking through an old wizard magazine, and I forget who it was, was talking about how he was going to be putting together a new Justice League team for uh, DC Comics. And they were talking about who who he was going to pick. I think it was Brad Meltzer, if I, if I recall correctly. And it got me thinking, like, what would I do if I was given the chance to do the Justice League? And I fear that I may have actually talked about this years ago, when I was looking at the same wizard. But I, I started thinking, what would I do? And I said, you know what? I would go all-girl team, and here's how I would get there. There would be some kind of something going on, some kind of something, like a cover-up. Like we find out Batman's involved in some kind of cover-up, like his like his whole thing with Prometheus back in the day. But he he's behind it, and Wonder Woman 
wants him thrown out of the league because one of Wonder Woman's Tracy, she's very virtuous. She wants him thrown out. But then she finds out Superman also knew about the cover-up. So she decides, the only thing I can do is disband the league. So as a founding member, she uses her power, disbands the league altogether because she feels like it's gone it's gone corrupt. But then something happens. Some kind of disaster happens. And she realizes the world needs the Justice League. And that it's up to her to put the team together. So she starts to look. And she's like, who can I trust? Who can I get on the team with me? And she's like, you know, I can only trust a gal. I can only trust my gal pal. So she starts She starts searching the world for like the best of all the female superheroes. So this is who, this is who I would put on the team. I would make the Holy Trinity... Wonder Woman, Supergirl, Batgirl. Supergirl goes to Barbara and she's like, you know, Barb, you've been in Batman's shadow too long. He's been keeping you down. It's time for you to step up. So you got the Holy Trinity, those three. But then you need you need some more muscle. You bring in Power Girl. You bring in Zatanna, the best magician in all of DC. You got you have an amazingly powerful team right there. Then also Miss Martian. I don't know if she's still alive. Go get Lobo's daughter from uh, Young Justice. Maybe Wonder Girl. These are all, these are all ifs. Then I'd also, I would introduce a new character. Like, somebody from Themyscira that Wonder Woman brings so she knows no matter what happens, she has somebody who will only vote her way. Somebody who will always be on her side. Another, another trusted Amazon. You can make... You can make this character up in your mind at your leisure. Give her a name. Do whatever you want. And then just to kind of, just to kind of like throw a curve, make it kind of interesting, I would allow one dude. That one dude is Oliver Queen. Oliver Queen is the one dude Wonder Woman feels like she can trust because he's a lech. He's a sleaze. He's a womanizer. She knows he's honest about who he is. And, you know, you can have like all kinds of comedy. With him, like, trying to get with all the gals. And them, like, rebuking him. Because they're serious. And they know he's a sleaze. I don't know. It could be fun. They've they've done so many iterations of the Justice League. That this might be... This might be something that, uh... That's worth thinking about. If you have any ideas of who could be in my all-girl Justice League. Hit me up on Twitter. At Robots. We can talk about it on the show. Shoot me a tweet. Shoot me a tweet. Shoot me a text. 707 532-JAM, 707-532-5267. If you have any ideas for uh, the all-female Justice League, maybe you got your own Justice League of, uh, you want to talk about, we can, we can discuss that on the show. You can shoot me a tweet, you can shoot me a text, you can shoot me a voicemail. Shoot me, shoot me anything you want. While we're on the, uh, while we're still on the subject of comics, I've been reading, while well, I read one issue, of this, uh, this miniseries that DC's doing, it's called Deceased, and it's like, what happens when a zombie apocalypse happens in the DC universe? What the deal is that a dark side does some kind of, you know, new gods magic and he puts like a computer virus in Cyborg who uh, then infects the internet and anybody who looks at a screen turns into a zombie. Like the, the virus goes in your brain through your eyes. You become like a flesh eater. So far, so far we've seen only one, one hero turn into a zombie. I'm not going to give away who that is, but I... I'm kind of digging it. The idea of Batman as the uh, sole survivor of a zombie apocalypse is, uh, it's kind of interesting. And I don't know if that's where they're going. So far, like I said, only one hero has been infected. But you do see on the cover, it's like Batman fighting alone. So I don't know. If I were going to do like a DC zombie thing, it would be, it would be kind of through Batman's eyes. He's, uh, he's kind of interesting. 
in that way. I don't know. I, I, I'm having a hard time focusing because of this, uh, I don't know, this, this deal with, um, Toys R Us Scotland that took place earlier in the, uh, program. I, I mean, kind of like, I'm trying to block it out, but it's, it's stressful. I've never been involved in, like, a lawsuit or gotten a cease and desist. To be honest, I don't know why I never got a cease and desist for calling this a Toys R Us report. I guess because Toys R Us was kind of in shambles, you know, and, and this was, like, one of the few things they uh, felt like they didn't have to worry about at all. I I don't know. I don't know how this is all going to play out. I'll I'll definitely have more info next week. I'm going to give I'm going to give Angus Angus McShay, Toys R Us Scotland's lawyer. I'll give him a call during the week and then um you know, I'll have more I'll have more for you guys next week. Episode is uh next week's episode is it's episode 199. We're getting so near 200. I I think that's cool, man. 200 episodes in a row. I I don't know. Let's uh let's get up out of here. We're getting near the uh, mark in which I think that I I start to get tedious to your guys' ears. So for me, Angus McShay, Iceberg, Emily, MCK makes the mic disintegrate. This is your dude, Icy Robots. If you don't know, I know. has been I See Robots Radio production. I See Robots Radio is a listener-supported in day R. If you like what we do and we make your day a little easier, please consider tossing a few bucks our way to help keep the life support running. All money collected goes to help us prepare for future space pirate attacks. Go on over to supportthereport.com for all the details. Thanks and have a great week. Everybody love everybody! Portions of our broadcast day may be presented either in whole or in part by means of videotape or film reproduction. This is KTXL TV 40, signing off the air, ending another schedule of broadcasting. KTXL Sacramento, Stockton, California. It's the summer of fitness.